honestly it never has been a situation like that before like like we have it now with uh, corona it was just i mean you have experienced it f for yourself it was like from one day to the other no perspective at all hello and welcome to the low season a podcast about tour guides navigating a pandemic I'm Wouter Bernhardt, a tour guide from Berlin, and today I'm speaking with one of the most experienced guides in our community, Beate Ritter. I started actually in February 89 in West Berlin. And with more than 30 years of tour guiding experience, she has never faced a crisis so severe as the pandemic we're all facing right now. And of course, that means that we're going to talk about what do you do when there's no work? And I, oh, first time in my life, I'm, I'm just a housewife. And the hardships of not being able to hug people. Well, I need, I need to see people full size. It is my great pleasure to introduce to you Beate Ritter. Uh, you were, you were going for a bike ride, you said. Yes, yes, that's what we decided last night. I hope it stays like that. You, you never know when your partner wakes up. You never know what the the day is gonna bring. <laughs> but today the weather looks beautiful. Yeah. It's it's just not as warm as we expected it when we were out the last time I think it was hmm it was two or three days ago we had 26 degrees still in the evening that was really really perfect just for sitting at the river and dreaming of going back to cafes and <laughs> having other people around so we were just sitting there on our own which <clears throat> after a little while well, it's not boring, but I simply miss people around me. <laughs> yeah, well, what do you miss about it? Um, well, I need I need to see people full size. I need the full body action. I need to see the full reaction. And so that is one point why well I I will wear a mask when I um I'm in public with many people around, but still if you if I can't see the nose and the mouth of somebody, it takes away a bit of the the way I I see people and how I can judge their reactions. So I I really need full size people and of course I wanna hug them and <laughs> do things like that. Yeah, are you a big hugger? Uh sometimes. Sometimes I am. <laughs> no, it's a nice thing. It's uh, I'm I like hugs. I like uh, to sort of see people and then yeah, give them a good hug, but it's uh, it's something that we might be not be able to do for a while. Yeah, yeah. You 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 are um. You you said you were going for a bike ride. Are you a very sporty person? Yeah. Oh, I I you know I run marathons when this will be possible again, and uh, of course we do some uh, small triathlons. So I think other people do judge me as a sporty person. <laughs> I'd, I'd say so. Marathons are not a small, small sporting activity. Yeah, but it's just relaxing. <laughs> yeah, it is relaxing. After a while, when you, when your body comes to a certain, well, it's not the speed. I'm, I'm not running fast anymore. I did that and this is too much effort for me, but I like that, that feeling when, when I, when I just kind of, speak to my body and when the body says this is the right speed we can keep on doing this for hours and hours you are you in berlin right now 
Yeah, well, Birkenwerder. So okay. close. Yeah, yeah. So mo- more or less, it's it's Berlin. Yes. Is it is it is it nice out there now with the sort of quarantine isolation? Uh, well, I it was. Hmm, well, I've I've been living here for hmm, about twenty odd years now, and I never made really close friends around here. So I was always a bit isolated, and actually, I. I see about the same amount of people around. It's just I know I I don't have the possibility to talk to them right now. But um we had to make the decision where to stay in that time of social distancing and my partner he um he's he has an or we have another apartment in Hamburg and there would have been the option staying in Hamburg in a small two-room apartment only <laughs> or um, going back here to, to Birkenwerder to my house which is not a very small one we have enough rooms to get kind of separated everybody can do their own thing he does home office well not uh, till Tuesday anymore and uh, I can do my own thing so it's it's nice and we're close to to the to the rivers, we have uh, some lakes around here, and it's about a five minute run to the forest. So that's good. There's, um, I think, plenty of people that will listen to it who are that are trying to figure out how to do this whole living together thing. Like for example, me, me and my girlfriend Georgia, we've only been living together for six months. Then there's people who are. Who, who, who never lived together, who, who are partners, but who only now decided that during the quarantine they want to live together. Um, how, how do you find uh, this sort of isolating thing? You already mentioned that it's important to also have your separate times. Um, yeah, how do you do this? Ah, separate times are really, really important. So our story is, well, it's a very, very long story, but I limit it to the last 15 years. So that is when when we um, we are a couple since 2004, second time couple anyway. And um, we needed to travel um, from Berlin to Frankfurt, not not at the Odra, the, the other one, the big one. So that's about 600 kilometers. We did that for mm, roughly 10 years. So we we um did not have an apartment together and Hamburg was the other decision it's a shorter distance so since about two years or three years by now we uh, spend almost all the time together in either of the cities so it's but it's not it's still like this is my house and the apartment in Hamburg is his apartment but we really do know each other pretty well so, but it's it's not like as if we have been together, uh, living together for 15 years. So there there is a certain routine, but there on the other hand, there's no routine. <laughs> hey, uh, Beate, you've been a guide for a very long time. Um, you've been yes. a guide from before. Right, I'd say before the wall came yeah, down. Before the wall came yeah, down. yeah, yeah. I started. I started actually in February '89 in West Berlin. Wow. <laughs> yes. Who, who was you? Who was your uh, customer base back then? Um, well, um, I well, I, I was doing something else and applied for. I tried to find something else, and at first I was denied in uh, getting. Um, a tour guide. They didn't want me here in Berlin, so I did something else, but that was so horrible. So I came back to 
Berlin and from uh, I received a call Friday afternoon if I would still be interested in the job. I said yes and I could start the following Monday and that was with one of the big bus tours here in um, in Berlin. At that time there was still Berliner Bären, BBS company. They don't exist anymore and they gave us a short training. So I stayed with them for about one and a half years and then I was about uh, I was self-employed for about half a year. Then one of the other big companies uh, asked me because they were changing everything in their offices. So BVB, uh, B4B, they um, uh, employed me and I was doing some office work and um, dealing with the guides and stuff. So um, in that time, it was about another year or so, I still gave tours, but I also made contact to kind of future customers. I mean, I knew though some of those people and they just kept on calling me. And those times we did not have um, email or, um, well, WhatsApp, <laughs> nothing like that. There was phone calls uh, in the middle of the night or early in the morning. And so that developed, the whole thing developed. I I didn't did not have to do any merchandise the customers who were satisfied they just kept on calling me and giving Came me my back. work yeah you you have been a tour guide for over 30 years um, there there is there have been many things that have happened uh, not the least the fall of the wall we've of course had some other crises as well is there anything that has impacted the tourism the way that covid-19 has uh, no, not that bad. We we had ups and downs. Of course, we had that. And there were years where I hardly could survive on the money I was earning. And that was still the time when I was a single mom. So it was pretty hard. But I, I always managed to to survive. Then I, well, something I can't recommend to do, but there are situations when you <clears throat> have to work for, for lesser money. There are companies in Berlin that are not paying very well, but um, still, if they give you jobs, um, I, I decided sometimes to take two or three lesser paid jobs to get some money instead of having no money. Yeah. When when was the most difficult time to work as a tour guide? Mm, well, we had a couple of many, many years ago, there were uh, all the cruise lines were canceled. And of course, there were sometimes problems with uh, with the agencies when they uh, when there were just new people starting to work. Then if they did not like you, you were kind of out of business. But I think the the, um, the bank crisis was very hard because people were trying to keep their money together. Tourism was slowing down at that point. But, um, well, I developed a kind of certain creativity because I thought, well, I'm, I'm doing my job right. And um, more and more agencies popped up. So honestly, it never has been a situation like that before like like we have it now with uh, corona it was just i mean you have experienced it f for yourself it was like from one day to the other no perspective at all no tourism anywhere and if all you are if if that's all you're doing and this is what what i do as as you've seen um it's everything i do is tourist related so there is like a uh, 
okay, it's a nightmare. It has to, to be over. But as I am a frequent traveler, I love to travel. I miss traveling so much. So I think that um, people will come back to traveling pretty soon. What, how, have you been, um, how have you been dealing with the sort of loss of perspective so far? Because you, you're absolutely right that um, it came very quick and very sudden. Um, can you maybe talk a little bit about sort of how your mindset changed over the last couple of weeks? Um, yeah, I, I, funny enough, I was thinking about that. And right now, I'm already not in that big hole. I'm not so much afraid of the the near future because it's it's just easter now and the season usually uh, slowly starts after easter so up till now i was okay because it's still the, the time of the year when i like to have time on my own couple of weeks just on my own going through my house relaxing sleep a lot and and uh, just growing all the power I need for the season, but now as May, June until September would have been the bigger months, I start getting a little bit worried, but uh, as I know, it's not my fault. There's nothing I can do about. No, I I think you're absolutely right. Um, The thing is, uh, none of us can, and we still have to somehow figure out what to do. Yeah, I I have no clue. I mean, our solution here with uh, my partner is that he uh, earns the money as he's doing the home office. And I, oh, first time in my life, I'm, I'm just a housewife. This is it because um, the uh, you in Berlin, you have, most of you has, have received money for to survive. And here in Brandenburg, we have no notice and probably... And I don't think I will receive a penny from the state. So uh, that's uh, okay. Uh, he earns enough. Well, I mean, I, I know how to save money on on groceries and stuff. So um, as we don't go to, to restaurants and as we can't travel, um, we're not, well, it's not a luxury life that, that we can have, but we can survive on his money. You have been you have been to through, um, yeah, several ups and, and downs in in tourism over the past thirty years. Is there something you can, um, yeah, advise sort of the more younger guides that are now maybe experiencing such a, a loss of work for the very first time? Is there anything you can advise them to stay sane and healthy? Hmm. Well, <laughs> advices are always. I think advices. No, I don't give advices because if something works for me it works for me and that does not mean that another person can live with that so it's um yeah just it's a right now it's a situation we can't do anything about it we can only hope that it goes back to normal and then there will be other chances things we have not thought of just well keep you eyes and ears wide open and be ready to do something else so the i i think it will always it will always go on somehow i hope <laughs> hope my optimism stays like that for the next couple of weeks <laughs> 
Well, Beata, I want to thank you so much for talking to me. Um, I hope maybe that in the future we can sort of chat again, see see what we're doing and, and, and how optimistic or pessimistic we have become. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, I want to thank you and um, yeah, I hope you have a beautiful bike ride today. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you for your great idea of putting these things together. And it's always nice to, to, talk somebody, to talk to somebody in the same situation. So keep on doing what what you're doing and uh, yeah there will be there is a light at the end of the tunnel we'll we'll make it see you again on the road <laughs> all right thanks Beata. Okay. bye-bye thank you bye-bye bye-bye that was really nice Beata Ritter thank you for that conversation here's somebody embodying the ultimate long-lasting tour guide life running marathons and triathlons on the site it can be done dear listeners I hope she's right that people will start traveling soon, though I can't really see it happen in the near future. And thinking back to our conversation on Monday with Jonathan Lusgarten, what would a tour in the future look like? Will there be gloves and masks? No groups bigger than 10 people? Microphones and headsets? Something like that, I presume. But first, people need to start traveling again. Countries need to open up their borders, travel cannot be too expensive, and travelers need to feel safe enough to be in close proximity to each other again. Maybe we all need to just ask ourselves, when would I feel comfortable enough to travel again? And now that we're not able to travel again, why limit the podcast to voices and perspectives just from Berlin? The global guiding community is immense, and I'd love to hear how guides from around the world are dealing with the pandemic. If you know of anybody that would make a great fit for the podcast, please let me know. You can send me an email at thelowseasonpodcast at gmail.com. The Low Season is produced by me, Wouter Bernhard. Music is by Mark Schilders. Artwork by Sergio Membrias. Giorgio Riungu is living la vida loca. Tomorrow we're back with Kevin Deegan. Speak soon, my friends. Well, I need... I need to see people full size. I need the full body action.